Hi, my name's Ross Crawford and welcome to the Reddit Standard Podcast. We have in the studio today, in fact, it's a packed studio because we have Richard Lewis from Nightstop. Hello, Rich. Hiya, you're right, Ross. And we've got Kelly Turner from The Basement Project in Bromsgrove. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Hi. And we've got Sharon Holton, also from Nightstop in Redditch. Hello, Hi, Ross. Sharon. Hi. Hi there. We're also joined by Joe, who's uh, just joined our uh, sales team. Hello, Joe. Hello. <laughs> and we've got Claire, of course, on the sound. Uh, now, our guests from Nightstop and The Basement Project are here for a very special reason, and that's because they are desperately looking for some more host families to, uh, to look after some of the youngsters that are coming through their books. Um, who'd like to, to pick that up first? Over to you, Sharon. Okay. So we're currently looking for host families um, to support our young people um, aged 16 to 25 in either emergency accommodation or supported lodgings. Um, we currently have eight hosts in the Redditch um, and a couple of surrounding areas um, and we're just looking for more hosts really at the moment. Uh, well, some, we have a, um, sort of a range of young people that come through for, for all sorts of reasons. Um, currently, uh, we have placements uh, required for um, four emergency accommodation placements in the last two weeks, um, and that can be for single nights or for a couple of nights while appropriate and safe accommodation is being found. Um, the longer-term supported lodgings placements um, uh, are required very regularly. Um, it's about matching the right host though with the right uh, young person. That's right, and uh, from what I gather, it's... Uh uh, as you just alluded to there, it could be for 24 hours, it could be for overnight, or depending on how the, the youngster and the host family get on, it, it could be of a longer term. Yes, the, um, the, the two arms of, of um, hosting for us uh, at, at Nightstop um, is very much dependent on need. So the emergency accommodation will be literally that night and or um, a second or third night if required, it's not designed to be a long-term placement. It's for that short-term emergency support while other appropriate accommodation is being found. Um, and But then we have the other arm, the supported lodgings, where people can stay for months with the host while they're getting back on their feet, while they're trying to uh, upskill themselves ready for independent living. And that's um, something that it's invaluable to have a, a knowledgeable host that's had some life experience to be able to pass some of that information on, to be able to... Um, I wouldn't say handhold, but at least try and uh, guide them through, through some of the pitfalls of independent living for the first time. Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, these individuals, these youngsters, uh, I mean, they find themselves in this position for a whole variety of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this, come on, Kelly, <laughs> from the, I suppose, from the um, basement I'm project. I'm from the basement project, and we do very similar work to Redditch Nightstop um, and we are working with them to look for host families in Bromsgrove because we don't have any at the moment but um, we do get young people um, that might have had an issue at home with parents there's been a family breakdown um, in a previous life in my other job um, I actually turned up at one of my smaller training providers to find a young person been kicked out argument with stepdad who was there with his suitcase so it's kind of that sort of situation that um, they might need Emergency accommodation, emergency accommodation until we can perhaps resolve the issue with the family or there might be you know, longer-term um, need that issues that we need to address and support them into their next step, whether it be um, 
another form of supported accommodation so and securing their own tenancy. Yeah, I, I think you've, you've touched on a really <coughs> crucial part there because you are the, the place of last resort, really, before it's, it could be life on the streets. Is that what we're talking about here? Mm-hmm. It could be, very much so. Um, one of the things that, that both um, ourselves, Night Stop, and the Basement Project do is offer mediation for families that, um, that are in crisis, that, that are either on the verge of, of asking children or young people to leave, or actually it's already happened. So we, both, we can both offer that. Um, that option to actually start getting the family to talk, at least to try and break down some of those barriers as to, as to why that young person needs to leave the house uh, before we, you know, the last thing we want is to see somebody on the streets and, and the hosts are an essential part of that, you know, just just that, that safe bed night for that one night, which could, could be all make all the difference between um, you know, them going off to sofa surf, as they used to say, you know, bouncing around between friends' sofas and floors or actually physically being out on the streets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's massive. It's massive, the, uh, the role that hosts play in this. Yeah, so not only would it be helping... Well, they'd be helping getting a young person back on their feet again, really, giving them a roof over their head initially and then uh, perhaps, like you say, moving them on into... In, into more secure accommodation, helping them get it back on their feet again, perhaps move back in with their families. Um, and when you're, when you're looking for host families, you're, you're not going to land them with a Pandora's box of problems, are you? All, all, these, all these youngsters are, are vetted, aren't they? Yeah, so they, they come to us and there's quite a stringent interview um, process. Um, we get um, references, we ask them about why they have come to the service um, and then obviously we analyse that then to see whether they'd be suitable to go into a host home. Right, and uh, I guess there's a similar vetting of, for the host as well. So, yeah, when they um, apply to become a host, um, we obviously send off a DBS checks. So we do a risk assessment of their home. Um, we see who else is in the, in the household, obviously do checks on them also. And whether they'd be suitable, really, for to, to become a host. Okay, and what's the sort of ideal host that you're looking for? Somebody with a caring, kind nature um, that could help a young person that maybe just needs, like, a, an ear to listen to, really, and, and a safe place to stay for the night. Yeah, a spare room. Did, did, they, get, did they get paid at all, the, the hosts? So there is a nominal fee um, to cover laundry um to, to provide them a, a meal on the night and make breakfast in the morning so yes there is um some expenses paid yeah and and i take it that the host uh, are they you contact them by telephone do you and you say have you got a room for, have you got space for tonight or can you can you take somebody how does it work yeah so i contact them at the start of the week and see what their availability is so flexibility in doing the host role is quite good because you stipulate what you can do and when you can do it so if you're only available Monday Wednesday and Friday for instance that's fine um, and then if we have a young person that would suit um, going to that host home um, we would contact the host after the, the young person's been interviewed and see whether they um, would have that young person for the evening and I guess that there must be a lot of benefits as well to being a host yeah, I think they find it quite rewarding. Um, everybody likes to think that they can help somebody. And I think if you, you can do that, it makes a big difference to a young person's life. 
Yeah, so also, there's also been some feedback from hosts um, recently about how they get an insight into young people's lives. Um, they may be slightly, some of the retired um, hosts have said they actually feel a little bit detached from young people's culture and they get to, to get a bit of a, an insight into what happens with young people's lives these days. Yeah. So, so it's crossing generations as well? In some respects, yes. Yeah. So it gives just a bit of an eye-opener to, to some people that may have been you know, out of work and retired for some years, suddenly seeing how hard it is for a young person to get work, to get their benefits sorted, to be able to you know, be mobile in, in, a day where, in, a, in an age where to get from A to B on a bus costs you £3 a day or you know, £30-odd pounds a month for a bus pass. These are things that, that people that own their own cars, their own houses may not necessarily have a, a good understanding or viewpoint of. So again, they're having their eyes open to, to how difficult it can be out there for young people. Yeah, and I know we were talking downstairs, Rich, about, uh, about politics and how we can't, we can't mention the P word. Um, <laughs> and so more and more we're relying on, on the community, the Redditch community, the Bromsgrove community, to, to stand together, to unite and, and to, to offer some accommodation. Absolutely. We, we're aware that um, as charities, both us and the, Bromsgrove, um, the Basement Project over in Bromsgrove, you know, they work tirelessly, the fundraisers, to, to raise money, to make sure there's, there's money in the kitty for everything from, um, from the... We have um, things like a, a pot of money which can help people get identification, you know, and all this relies on donations, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at some of the, the basics that are needed, setting up people in their first homes, having money to be able to support them with cookware, with a microwave, with a kettle, the basics of life. Um, and if it wasn't for donations from, from the community, this would never happen. You know, people would be struggling more and more with their abject po- poverty. Um, but we know all the funding in the world that comes through from central government to local governments, if that isn't filtered through, of which it rarely is to charities... Um, we are relying on the community to support us, to support the young people. Yeah. I, I should uh, yeah. obviously <laughs> apologise to Sharon as well because she sent me a press release, I'll tell you this, um, about a Christmas fair. And I thought, you must have got the year wrong. Something's wrong. It's February. There's a Christmas fair. It, it's 10 months away. Um, but already you're planning that far ahead to get the finances in. That's to, right. To, to support these young people. Yeah, there are a lot of other um, good people out there as well that are doing charity events, like um, Debbie Joins does Glastonbury every year. Um, and for the last, is it two or three years? Two years. Two years, she's supported Redditch Night Stop um, with a substantial amount of money um, through all her organisation of the Glastonbury event, which she's running over two days this year yeah, in it's June. it's a fantastic event as Brilliant. well. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. So we get a lot of support like that, and there's, there's companies around Redditch that have done their own fundraising events that have raised money for us, and that all goes into our emergency part mm. for things like Richard's just said. Yeah, yeah, it's the same at the basic project as well. I'm the community fundraiser, so I will go out and talk to businesses, explain what the project, um, what we do. Um, I'll go out and speak to schools, raise awareness of homelessness and all the issues as well. But also to um, generate those funds from the community because there's when we get funding from, say, trust funds, there might be some restrictions on what we can spend that on. Whereas money raised from the community can go to pay for a young person if they've got a tenancy just manage to set them up in a tenancy they've got nothing there's no carpets there's no curtains there's no fridge that's the sort of thing that we can we can spend the money on really that we raise from the community so research has been done time and time again 
that uh, that states that if a young person has the basics in their flat to be able to feed themselves, to wash, to dry, to cook, um, they are more likely to sustain that tenancy. And this research has been done again and again and again. And every time the outcome is the same, if somebody is set up well to start, there's much less of a chance of failure in that tenancy. Definitely, yeah. And, and I gather that NYSTOP also does classes as well, so you, you skill these young people so that they can survive in the, in the community. Yes, there, there are um, accredited life skills courses through uh, AQA accreditation, or we do um, uncredited um, courses, which are basic life skills, so cooking, anger management, emotional regulation, uh, budgeting skills, form filling, teaching somebody to fill a form, um, to access online journals, things that they should be doing, uh, should be handheld through when they first apply for their benefits. We, you know, we offer that as well as drop-ins as well. So uh, young people can come and just drop in and seek that advice from us. Yeah, it's the but same we, in Bromsgrove as well. We all uh, offer yeah. the same sort of things as well. So, I mean, you, you've got the ch- you're a charity. The community is gathering together. It's bringing the money in. But what you're really look for, looking for now is some host families to come up and or some hosts full stop, to come up and, and help support, offer young people a bed for the night and perhaps get them back on the road again. Yeah, definitely. As Richard said, sometimes they just need that one or two nights support before we, they can move on um, and we can support them further than in their own tenancies. So um, Kelly and I are doing two open evenings for people that want to come and have a look at hosting um, so they're on Thursday the 12th of March at the Basement Project, 5pm till 7pm. And then Thursday the 19th of March, 5pm till 7pm at um, Redditch Nightstop, which is um, the Old Needleworks on Britain Street. Yeah, Just off Bromsgrove Road. It's virtually That's in the right. town centre, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And um, the basement, if you don't know where we are, we are opposite Waitrose in Bromsgrove, um, in Hanover House. So you can uh, pop along and... But we're going to have some host families that are currently doing it going yeah, to be there so they can ask some questions. And... Yeah, we're going to have some current hosts there um, that can give their view on what hosting is like and what experiences they've had and um, and what they get from it, really. Okay. We'll put well, the kettle on as well with some cake as well, yeah. won't we? And there's cake as well. There's always <laughs> cake, isn't yeah. there? There's always... <laughs> yes, yes, there will be cake. There will, yes. And uh, what a, that, that's amazing. And just... Uh, if people can't make the 12th and the 19th, how do they get in touch with the Basement Project, for example, if they want um, to volunteer? They can give us a call on um, 01527. That's my mobile number on there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give your mobile number out. Yeah. Um, on, on our website, actually, which is basementproject.org.uk, there is a link on there that says about volunteering. Um, or you can give us a call as well and we'll have a chat with you. Um, about hosting and we can also perhaps set up another meeting perhaps with Sharon um, to have a chat so okay and and for Redditch Nightstop how so do I get in touch they can contact me um, so the office number is 01527 66036 or they can contact me via um, email on sholtam at redditchnightstop.co.uk okay and uh, uh, well Obviously, we, we always do our best for, for Redditch Nightstop. We're always trying to publicise you uh, in, the, in the Redditch standard. And I know that my colleague Tristan is always keen on supporting yes. the Basement Project as well in, in the Bromsgrove standard. And, uh, you know, we'll be keeping everyone updated on, on your progress and, and how things are going. 
for all the things to do and see this week. It's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Guide. Thanks, Ross. Loads going on again in and around our area this coming week. For the full listings, do check out this week's paper or our website and social media channels. It's all on there. But here are a few of my topics. Starting on Saturday, the 15th of February, there's a Primrose Hospice 80s Valentine's Disco happening at Reddit Cricket Hockey and Rugby Club on the Bromsgrove Road. Fancy dress is optional, but what better excuse than to pull out your old leg warmers and crimp your hair 80s discos are the best hope to see you there starts at 7 p.m on saturday there's also strong enough the share tribute happening at the palace theater in redditch on saturday 7 30 p.m start there this is where we turn back time and celebrate the queen of pop and rock share herself it's a dazzling show which celebrates Cher's career spanning across six decades yes i said that right she's been around for six decades with europe's number one share tribute artist there's a full live band and her cast of dancers. It's going to be amazing. Get your tickets quick from the Palace Theatre. Loads of things going on all over the place on Saturday night. As I say, we can't mention everything on the podcast, so do check out the online listings and also this week's paper. But just a couple more to mention on Saturday night. St George's Soul Club will be at the Licky End Social Club on Bromsgrove. B61JT is the postcode there. 8pm start. Chaos, the incredible chaos. They're putting on a show at the Railway Inn in Redditch. And the Little Eagles are back at the Oust House in Redditch on Saturday night too. 9pm start for that one also loads of live music going on across Bromsgrove aren't we lucky to have so many great bands across our region do support them get yourself out and about to experience everything we do have to offer here in Worcestershire Moving on to Sunday, the 16th of February, there's a new South Redditch walking group which has sprung up. This is for residents to meet friends and get some fresh air. Emma Marshall, she's a resident of Greenlands in Redditch. She started the group after one of her neighbours asked if there were any local clubs or things that she could do to make friends. Emma is very passionate about her community. In fact, you may remember her from the Woodrow and Greenlands Community Orchard. That was all her idea. She put it into place. They planted 20 fruit trees last February and I hear they're doing very well. Well, Emma now has come up with this walking group and it's a great way to get out and meet some friends. So join Emma and friends this Sunday on the 16th of February. Meet 3pm, meeting at the South Redditch Social Club in Greenlands. Everyone's welcome to join and add a few steps to their pedometer. And also, if you want more information on that, the group is on Facebook. Just look under Greenlands and South Redditch Walking Group. Then on Sunday night, my top picks are Disney's Aladdin Jr. at the Norbury Theatre in Droitwich. They've got two shows, one at 4pm and one at 7pm, norburytheatre.co.uk for all the information on that. And we've also got Fairport Convention. Yes, my favourite. They're back at the Artrix in Bromsgrove. Um, these guys are renowned, aren't they, as the founding fathers of British rock folk music. They have maintained consistently high standards for over five decades, almost as much a share or as long a share, and they remain as entertaining as ever. Still bold, still vigorous, and still willing to take musical chances. An evening with Fairport never fails to dazzle, does it? You're going to love it. It's going to be a great show. Do not miss out. Get your tickets from the Art Tricks for Sunday evening, 7.30pm there. 
The next week, a few topics. On Wednesday, the 19th of February, Rapunzel, a tangled musical tale is on at the Palace Theatre in Redditch. 1.30pm and 4.30pm showings there for the kids. Then for the adults on Wednesday night, we've got Jimmy on Ramble On Comedy Show at the Artrix. This is Australia's favourite Irishman and biggest comedy star. He's been performing his stand-up now all around the world. He's even made movies, won some awards, including actually the Edinburgh Festival Critics Award, which is a big deal. He's also stormed major TV comedy and chat shows. He was on Des O'Connor, Just for Laughs, and in America he was on the Conan O'Brien show, which again is a massive deal. So see him live, catch him while he's here at the Artrix in Bromsgrove, 8pm on Wednesday. You're going to laugh out loud. He's a very, very funny man. Then Thursday, the 20th of February, just a couple of things to mention. Um, there's an NSPCC lunch happening at the Artrix in Bromsgrove. Get there early before 2pm because there's going to be a screening of Knives Out to enjoy a light lunch prepared and served from about 12.30pm. So it's for a great cause, um, only £7 a ticket. Just turn up or contact them through their website on the theartrix.co.uk. Um, there's also Great Balls of Fire at the Palace Theatre in Redditch on Thursday the 20th of February, which I know is going to be a fantastic show. Paul from the Palace was telling us all about it on a previous podcast and as i say do check out our full event listings in the paper and also on our website and remember if you have an event going on let me know so i can let everyone know for you have a great week back to you in the studio okay we're back with the basement project and redditch night stop after all the exciting things we've been hearing about going on in redditch and rich whilst uh, claire was chatting away there um you were telling us all about the vetting pro process that youngsters go through and, and the reasons why um, young people might find themselves without a roof for the night. Yes, um, <clears throat> a lot of hosts um, worry that they might not feel safe with the young person in their, in their home. Um, but the vetting process that, that we go through, and I know that the basement go through as well, um, is a risk and needs assessment that we, we undertake where we try to unpick some of the reasons why they're homeless um, for instance uh, if it is family breakdown a relationship breakdown work falling apart whether or not they've been in their own tenancy and something's happened there work might have collapsed for them zero hour contracts means they might not have any ongoing work temporary work um, but as part of the risk and needs assessment what we do is we try to unpick everything face to face there is no it's not done over the phone these these interviews we get them in we sit there there are a bunch of set questions um, but for instance if we ask a young person about drug misuse and they say no but I might smoke a bit of weed we need to unpick that we will pull it apart we will try and find out the reasons for why how much they're smoking how they can fund it if it's something they're looking to quit can we advise them to to um, get support from say Swanswell or other services um, so it's very much a person-centered approach we try to pull apart all of the bits of information that are contained within those questions for the risk and the needs um, we also then by that process get to know that person a little bit better than if it was just a tick box exercise and by by doing that we can then match the correct host with the right skills with the right young person because it would be very easy to drop a young person in um, that may have had a history of domestic violence in their childhood or, or might not feel safe around same-sex couples um, and you can't just drop those into families that, that where there may be another barrier for them to move forward 
So it's about matching up the right, the right person with the right young person, the right hosts, I should say, um, and just making sure that they are well-suited, well-matched, even if it is just for one night. Because the last thing we want to do is for a young person or a host to feel that they've got their back up and feel scared or uncomfortable with that person that's, that's now in their space. Yeah, and uh, you, you're also saying that this is a, it, it's a year-round thing, isn't it? it, it there, isn't, there aren't any peaks in winter or, or peaks in summer. It's, it's a kind of all-year-round need, isn't there? That's Sharon. right, yeah. So some people think that it's um, worse in the winter, but it, it's not. These, these problems happen all year round, so it's support that we need all year. Okay, right. Well, thank you for coming in. Let me just just go over those, those dates and those numbers. Um, first of all, Kelly, do you want to shout out the number for the basement project? Yes, 01527 832 and any host families or somebody wanting to become a host, uh, they can go along to an open day on the 12th of March at Hanover. Han- Hanover House um, in Bromsgrove, which is just opposite Waitrose. OK, and that's from Hanover 5 Street. o'clock to 7pm. Yes. And yeah. there will be cake. There will be cake and we'll pop the kettle on as well. Fantastic. <laughs> and you're going to be doing the same exercise on the 19th of March, a week later, uh, in Redditch at Night Stop in Britain Street. That's right. At the old yeah. Needleworks. Yeah. From five till seven. Five till seven. And there will be cake. There will be cake. And the kettle will be and on. And the kettle will be on. Fantastic. Uh, well, thanks for coming in. Uh, I know that Claire is going to put on the show notes all your contact details. So that's going to be great. Hopefully, I can get round to writing something about this in the Redditch Standard as well. Thank you. And I'll give Tristan a kick. <laughs> and yeah, get him to write something yeah. about the basement project because you've got no hosts in Bromsgrove. No, we don't at all, which is why we, you know, we're working quite closely with Nightstop because, say, if a young, local young person comes to us and they do need that host family to get them over to Redditch or they might not be comfortable, it might not be, you know, they're not used to being in that area. So it would be really beneficial if we had some hosts in Bromsgrove. OK. And uh, obviously we've only got eight in Redditch and we want more, don't we? Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want more hosts in Redditch. So get in touch with Nate, stop, help them out and help a young person. Thank you all for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going uh, you don't get you don't go away yet because we're just gonna chat about a little bit of news before uh, before we go. And uh, if you want to contribute, feel free to do so. Okay. Okay, we're back with a bit of news and uh, I don't know if I don't know if this has got something to do with uh, with night stop or perhaps young people, but the uh, the number of alcohol related admissions to hospitals in the last five years in Worcestershire it's kind of increased by thirty four percent. It's astonishing. It's it's just ballooned up to something like thirty four thousand admissions due to alcohol. Thirty four thousand more admissions, I should say, which is astonishing. Um, we contacted the Health Trust to see if they could give us a, a comment on it, and they said, well, actually, it's a county council thing. We contacted the CCGs, and we're waiting to get a comment from them. But it's all very interesting that, uh, you know, more and more people seem to be getting admitted to hospital with alcohol problems. Well, we don't tend to see as much alcohol misuse amongst the, uh, the younger um, clients uh, that come through Nightstop's door. Um, there seems to be more of a, a, a leaning, leaning towards and tendency towards uh, maybe cannabis use amongst the young people rather than alcohol. So I'd be uh, interested to see what the figures would be for the ages of uh, those that are being admitted. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a kind of middle-aged 
and all the sort of sort of conditions. I think you have to have a disposable income to be able to uh, yes, drink exactly. a lot and, uh, <laughs> yes, and get yourself um, admitted to hospital. I think what comes to mind for me is that when young people come to us, they are are at that point of crisis, and it's not just one issue that they're coming with. Mm. It could be family breakdown. They might have mental health issues. There might be um, debt problems. So there's not just one issue. So I can imagine somebody with all of that going on you know, you, you might need to turn to, to something to just help you through that. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but that's that might be one reason. Self, self-medication. Self-medication to just... We know is, is rife amongst people with, uh, with mental health issues mm. as well as people that have got, um, you know, financial um, constraints. They like to uh, get some escapism, and, um, and that can be through whatever it is, drink, drugs or otherwise. Mm. Yeah. And uh, d- just to close, I was at... Uh, for my considerable sins, I was at Redditch Executive Committee last night, um, and where, where the council was discussing its its multi-million pound debt, really, and uh, it's just another round of cuts coming our way, um, really, um, cuts in services. The, the council has also made considerable savings on, you know, from within the actual body of the council, but it looks for the next three four years there's going to be a degree of belt tightening. Right across the borough. I'm pretty sure I uh, I heard a comment from uh, Bromsgrove's MP that uh, austerity was over a couple of weeks back, so yeah, maybe not. We should point out Bromsgrove, Bromsgrove's MP, Sajid Javid, he is indeed. the Chancellor of the Exchequer, isn't he? He is yeah. indeed, yeah. He is the man with the purse strings. <laughs> well, you know, both, um, both Kelly and I, in different uh, lives, have both worked here in youth work. And probably both recall um, the county council having a very vibrant and thriving youth yeah. service for many, many years, yeah. for decades, in fact. It was, it was good to be uh, part of. I it was, was yeah. I was so that's been gone, that, what, eight years now since the youth yeah. service has been closed in, in uh, Worcestershire. Mm. And um, since then, there's definitely been uh, lots of other changes, rising in street crime with uh, young people, social behaviour, mm. yeah. all stuff that, that we as youth workers saw coming once upon a time. That is now coming to fruition, so and I'm convinced that the cuts uh, have certainly played their part. Mm. Okay. One of the youth centres I used to work um, at has been knocked down, so yeah, it's all. I think as well with the the amount of issues we see that young people are coming. Like I said earlier, um, mental health is a huge one, and I think the knock-on effect of those cuts in these different areas, we're kind of picking up the slack of that. I think. Absolutely. They, I mean, we had two thousand visits to the drop-in. Last um, last year, so and these are young people that are coming back because they have so many different complex issues that might not be supported by other services just through lack of funding, I suppose. Really, but mm. criteria has changed because the, the yeah. belts have to be tightened. Mm-hmm. Mental health services criteria rises, social care criteria goes up. Mm-hmm. So the support for anybody with any low level issues just gets less and less and mm. less we're really lucky in that we have access to a counsellor we can um provide a counselling service to young people we've got a counsellor that comes in one day a week so that's something that we can support young people with that they might not be able to access um elsewhere or there might be a really long waiting list so maybe they could see our counsellor until the other things are sorted through the nhs so Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming in, the three of you. Um, two very worthy charities, well worth your support, both financially and physically as, as hosts. And, uh, well, thanks, uh, Sharon, for coming thank in, you. Kelly thank and you. Rich, and uh, all the very best. And uh, as I said before, we will be supporting you 
in every way we can. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Claire too. And uh, all that's left for me to say is that my name is Ross Crawford. I'm the editor of the Redditch Standard. You can contact me on 01527 588 697 at ross.crawford at bullivantmedia.com at editor at redditchstand.co.uk. I know the list goes on. And you can keep up with all your news at (laughs) www.redditchstandard.co.uk.